Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Zone Time, another great edition of our show. Uh, I'm Julian. Avery's here. Sam is here. Tic-Tac-Tomar is also in the house. Uh, I know we got a list of topics we got to get to. Uh, you know, we're a couple of days out from the Stanley Cup final. Uh, we got to talk about Matthew Kachuk. Uh, there's a little kind of game I want to do. And also, I hope you have your pens and pads. We might do a quick quiz before the end of the show. But uh, the World Championship, the IHF World Hockey Championship occurred over the weekend. Canada, once again, uh, winning a gold medal. But shout out Lafayette for winning in overtime over the United States to win yeah. a bronze medal. How cool is that? Latvia. Never in my life did I think they'd ever get a medal in any hockey competition in my life, but they beat the United yeah. States to win third. Any thoughts on that? Can we can we shout out Latvia one time as a hockey country? Yeah. Yeah, former Leaf, Kristen Rubens. It is. Gets the winner. It's Sorry, Sam said it's a national holiday. Yes, it is. Yeah. Shout out Latvia. It's a massive deal. There are people still partying for day. There, there's a photo of Gordon Miller put up of like some fans in like a Finland airport, like passed out. Like on chairs. They've been partying for like the last day or so. A hundred thousand people uh, came together, uh, I guess, in, in, a, in, in one of their city centers to celebrate their national holiday. And uh, I'll, I'll pawn off my mm-hmm. friend, uh, Aaron Vickers, who who got to cover the tournament uh, for NHL.com. He was asking us uh, in this group chat that I'm in with him. What would it take to bring a hundred thousand Canadians together for a hockey related event? Like, what would it take? Ask me like someone winning a cup. Like, it can't be like Canada wins gold medals at these things all the time. You don't think a cup would bring a hundred thousand Canadians together, not even from the same market. So you mean to tell me if the Leafs win the Stanley Cup next year, you're not gonna see a hundred thousand people? That's not what I said, Julian. So So you you're so if the Leafs do when the if the Leafs do anything, definitely the Habs for sure. Now why, what I what I disagreed with was the fact that it had to be a positive thing, because I believe if the if the Leafs like had like a chaotic year where like Matthews left and Nylander left and like every possible bad thing. There would be a hundred thousand people across the no, nation. No, there wouldn't. Celebrate. No, there wouldn't. Not, not no, an event. There wouldn't. Not, not no. an event, Omar. Not in person. It wouldn't happen. Not in person. I, not in person. I, <laughs> I would not. I would not. not be surprised. I would not be surprised. That is that. Uh, nobody cow. thinks of the Toronto Maple Leafs that much. Julian, you both know Come that's on. not true. 
Oh, that's a lie. <laughs> that is a bold-faced <laughs> lie. Oh, Omar. I know, I know. Yeah, there'll be no Matthews is gone event happening in Ottawa. It wouldn't happen. Or in Edmonton. It wouldn't happen. <laughs> Actually, I think it's more likely to happen in Ottawa than Edmonton. <laughs> like Ottawa fans, especially after this year, Ottawa, Ottawa, man, Ottawa, hundred thousand. Come on, Yo, let me let me let you finish. Let me not diss on Ottawa just yet. Let me not diss on Ottawa just yet. You can barely get people out to buy wood market. You can try to get hundred thousand people to Ottawa to do what? And I like Ottawa. It's a nice city. They ain't doing this. Oh my god, the nice city. Oh my god. If Snoop Dogg and but that yeah, group end up buying think... the team, you could barely get a hundred thousand people out. You can barely get ten thousand people out of pep rally in Ottawa for that. What are you gonna get a hundred thousand people doing? <laughs> yeah, anyway, literally. Let me not just. Uh, but yeah, Sorry. I think that the cool thing about like the Latvia is that like we're seeing and like I've you know, this trend has happened in the last like ten years. We're seeing more and more like non hockey powers mm-hmm. like having success, which is good. And again, you know, like and again, like so this this taking place and like and also guys, I saw it. Don't don't rip on Latvia for this. Like it, it was sick. Like that was as far as like the world championships, like overall, that that was like the one of the one games that I generally like felt something watching it. So that was cool for the cool for the nation and cool for the players again. Former Leaf Kristen Rubens gets the winner. So that was nice and Current also Flames painful. uh Kristen Rubens, yes. Yeah. yeah. But again, it, it's just funny how like and like we talked about this a little bit before recording, like how sometimes the world championships kind of like overflate our perception of players so like i fell for it like i saw rasmus sandin like flip someone and i was like ah that trade was that trade was brutal and i looked through their facing and i was like ah never mind <laughs> i was like ah no nope that, that makes sense you should it should happen against those, those teams so oh exactly um yeah. i i know like watching that turn of it like just seeing like mckenzie Weger do well there was a part of me that thought like Maybe the Flames should let a run power play. I don't know if you guys feel that in your respective markets where you see like a world championship go down. You're like, huh, this player is actually really good. Like, why isn't he able to do all that well? Like with his NHL team or like you think of a player differently. Like you all are Mia is the king of, of being with the Canadians and, and like having subpar crappy years. But he turns into this all world player for Team Finland. I've seen that at least the last two, three years at this tournament. Troy Stetcher's career hallmark might be uh on that ot winner he had with andre magipani that one year like i don't know if you guys have ever felt that with any other player you've seen uh i would say with no yeah. current Orler because Orlers now don't go to the world now the team actually good they don't go like you want to skip it now but i remember <laughs> being i remember being being a, being a kid for many years ryan smith ryan smith would go and mm. go supernova in a world championship he was always the captain of those teams Anson Carter went one year, had a, I wonder, you want to go middle game? Go. Anson Carter, he's an Oiler. So years ago, when younger, when the Oilers were not a very good team, Ryan Smith would be the guy who would just go supernova at the Worlds as an Oiler. Sam, was there a Canuck you could think of that would do something like this or an Avalanche player or someone that took notice or did, or, or, or me mentioning Troy Stetcher would be that answer? I, yeah, I guess Troy Stetcher has had like some good performances over the last years no no one really stands out to me although like admittedly i uh i don't follow the worlds at all that's fine and that's fine too yeah. it's like in the middle of the stanley cup playoffs and like i mean it's a good tournament to watch and i would love to be there and cover it one year but like i also get it like it's especially if the playoffs are good and i think this year's postseason has been really uh, the second round was okay the third <laughs> round is okay the first round was really good 
And I think every other round has been just okay. So I'm hoping the final's better. But every other year, like, you know, like last year, for example, the playoffs were really good. Mm-hmm. Kind of hard to follow the world. Um, yeah. yeah. I think either that or unless, like, you're a draft person. So, like, I think Adam Fintilli was there. And I think he had, like, mm-hmm. a goal, a couple of points there. So, I think last year, um, oh, his name. I'm escaping. He looks like Kyle Dubas and he plays on Buffalo. Owen Power. Owen Power. Um, Owen Power. <laughs> Or was on the team last year. Um, yes, that's how I remember uh prospects. <laughs> so yeah, so like I guess if you Dubis. I will send you a picture and tell me it's not Kyle Dubas. What? Owen Power I will send, I will send you a alike. picture. He there's a picture of Owen Power where he's wearing like megaton thick glasses, and I was like, that is teenage high school Kyle Dubas. And also, you know what? You're actually not that far off. I apologize. There we go. Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. See, I say smart I was, things sometimes. I was going to add to you with the world. You know, in North America, it is relevant. But if you're European or if you're from an Asian hockey country, this is your Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. This is more mm-hmm. relevant in Europe than the Stanley yeah. Cup because there are yeah. kids, there are kids and players who you talk to them and they grew up watching the world. And the Stanley Cup wasn't really a thing because, again, being in Europe, in, because watching NHL for so many guys was tougher to watch being in Europe. But the world, that was the event that they cared about. And you see it when teams like Latvia medal, when Italy qualifies, when Hungary qualifies, when Japan qualifies, like when, you, when those nations qualify, it's a really big deal. It's relevant to other nations to be in this tournament playing against Sweden, Canada, and the Americans in Russia when they're allowed to play. Well, imagine, imagine when we get Team West Indies in there one year. <laughs> Listen, man. Listen, Gary. I know we talk a whole bunch Gary. of to you, Gary. But Gary. Gary. Yo. <laughs> if there's one, give us Team West Indies, and we will n- try not to say another bad thing about you. See, I almost said no. Oh, that's not that. happening. That's in not the, happening. The, the World Cup is a made-up tournament. Have some fun. Stop being so original with the World Cup. Who may have been the World Cup? It's a made-up tournament. Mm-hmm. Have some fictional team. Have less team with Indies in there. Put Team Europe in there. It's not IWH yeah. of tournament. Who cares? Yeah, I don't get it. Like if for Murder, me, it's just Murder, like... she wrote the goal song. <laughs> yo, I didn't know. I didn't I need. Her name is Maxine. Maxine. <laughs> yo, I can imagine. Can you imagine about the bench head coach Anthony Stewart while it out? No. Oh, oh my god. Oh no. my god. No. Oh man. That's a two gal. <laughs> no. Don't put Tony Matterhorn in this. Don't don't put don't put don't put that song in there. People are gonna be no, we can't go this far. This is a oh, lawful place. Be so funny. Before be so we get funny. off the rails here, we should talk about uh at least one of the two teams that are going to be in the Stanley Cup final, specifically one player. Uh, who did something pretty interesting over the weekend. So we know the Florida Panthers are in the Stanley Cup final this year. And uh, Matthew Kachuk appeared on uh, NBA on TNT's Inside the NBA show. And it was actually a rare moment where the NHL tried to, well, the game was being marketed properly. They were up on a, on a pretty good platform. Matthew Kachuk looked pretty comfortable with himself. And, and it was actually entertaining. He was talking with Chuck. He was talking with Shaq. He was talking with Ernie, Kenny Smith. Let's have a conversation about the marketability of, of Matthew Kachuk. Sam, I want to start with you. Is Matthew Kachuk a face that the NHL should genuinely be marketing? Uh, I mean, I think he's about as close to one as they've got. 
there's mm-hmm. it, it's not like there's a ton of selection i think that if you're yeah that's true i and i also don't i don't know that it's so much matthew kachuk on his own as like frankly i think they've underutilized the marketability of brady and matthew together mm-hmm. like, i don't know why that's mm-hmm. not more of a thing that's true. Like those two together, I mean, the, the whole brothers thing, you're seeing Brady's support. It's two playoffs in a row. He's out here supporting his brother, Matthew. Like that's actually yeah. kind of fun. To, like those two seem really fun. Those two seem really entertaining. Like, I don't know. I, Sam has a point. Like the, the, the selection of players to go through might not be that high. And the bar is pretty low to be somewhat entertaining, but like the Kachucks seem to be at that bar and they seem to at least be like a step or two above it. Like we're not getting any crazy, you know. No, they no one compare. There's no NHL player who compares to any NBA players, for example. But like, I yeah. think there's something there with Matthew. I think there's something there in particular with with that Kachuk. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like if like you just have to, if you look at the entire story, right from the beginning of the playoffs to where we are now, Matthew Kachuk has been spitting bars on microphones since the playoffs started. Mm. Like no one thought we'd be here. No one thought we would do it. After every series round, he had like when he beat the Leafs. Oh yeah, like like he men- mentioned the the we want Florida uh, Florida chance. Um, when it came to like game one, I remember we were talking about on Zone Time how like how funny, but also a little like, are you sure you want to do that when um they they were doing the whole of the, the, the undercats instead of the, the underdogs or whatever, right? Mm. So like as far as the whole like underdog story and the whole like. No, we're walking into we're walking into every single series knowing that everyone expects us to lose and we're gonna win anyway. Like Matthew Kachuk has been the visual and vocal leader of that, so it makes a lot of sense as to why they take the opportunity to, you know, to give him this platform to be on this panel. Now, is he the only one in the history of ever who has done that? No, no, and so that so that so that kind of goes into the the NHL's, uh, you know, I guess the conversation of how how good the NHL is and marketing their own players, which they're not. But, you know, if you, know, you have to start with progress at, at some point, and this is a good progress. And, you know, as you mentioned earlier, even too, like in, in Sam's point, the, the, the rivalry and the camaraderie between Matthew and Brady is so funny. And I don't know why the NHL doesn't lean into it a little bit or lean into it more. But like, I don't know. I don't know, but but I, but again, at the other at the other end, I wonder if the NHL also doesn't like this because they don't like the whole like, you know, the NHL. They're they they like the whole modesty and we gave it an effort and they're a good team over there and yada yada yada. Whereas again, you have Matthew Kachuk who's saying like, okay, yeah, people don't expect us to be here and we are. We're beating you, so like, what's up? What do you want to do? How do you want to handle it? Um, so I think this should be this can and should be a positive step forward. So we'll see if they follow up with it. Avery, I know you want to tackle this. Oh man, the fact that the fact that the NBA again, you had Matthew Kachuk sitting down with Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, Ernie Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal. That should wake up somebody at the NHL that this has to continue. With how popular the NBA on TNT panel is, you had an active NHL player sitting down with very relevant figures who move the needle in massive ways in the sporting world. If you go backwards, that is an awful move. Get Kachuk on the panel during the cup final. Bring the NBA and TNT panel down to sunrise. You get to the NBA, but do one game down from where the cup final is. Go full in that cross synergy 
of mixing that together? How far would it be to see Charles Barkley and Chant Kenny and those guys at the cup final? Have Shaq on the ice doing something. Like, don't go backwards with this. You have so many eyeballs now on a hockey player. Don't mess this up. Don't screw it up. I mean, so many eyeballs on a hockey player. Like, I saw, like, the TNT video on YouTube. There's, like, over, like, 100. There's over. There's almost 130,000 views on that particular video. I mean, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Seen some comments on it. I don't know. I'd like to I'd like to see more of, of Matthew and Keith doing other stuff. But I also think that's that's a start mm-hmm. on the on, on mm-hmm. that particular show, which is arguably the best panel in North American sport. You can, we can debate all day with 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 CBS yeah. uh, Galazzo's <laughs> panel as well. But I think Chuck Shaq, all those guys are really good. Oh, boy, you're going to say something. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think definitely like, like Avery, your, your point in like bringing in like a known and popular and highly entertaining panel, like bringing it into the hawk world makes sense makes sense and so it should be something that they do moving forward here's my other point why don't you make your own our pet like like there's so many people who actively mute intermission shows like as soon as the period's over mute or they change the channel like mm-hmm. it's like so many people that's, that's a counterpoint after that so it's just like I don't, I, so like I don't understand like why why the NHL can't look at what you know what the what the NBA TNT uh, panel does and then try to mimic that like not just on a one specific channel but elsewhere everywhere like it's our because- the most entertaining thing that we can do in a hockey on on hockey panels are like oh here are some like quizzes oh wow you didn't know that answer oh wow that's so funny you should know Tune that into the end of this show for a quiz. I mean, it's, like, it's, it's because fundamentally they don't understand what broader audiences want from their intermission shows, right? Like, you true, think yeah. about you think about the most notable chirps over the years, and it's things that, for whatever reason, I think the league and the players culturally feel is a distraction, like. Uh. Not not that I'm in any way advocating for either of these people to be on air, but like you're telling me at, at no point did anyone ever think maybe we should just put Patrick Waugh and Jeremy Roenick on a panel together. Oh like I would have loved that. Like oh, I'd laugh. You so think about hard. some of the <laughs> the most viral quotes they've had, like the biggest rivalries, and they've never tried to capture that. Like mm-hmm. when you watch the ESPN, the E360 um unrivaled series, like You've never put Darren McCarty and Claude Lemieux on a panel together? Like, why haven't why haven't these things happened? Like, there are so many stories there and bigger personalities there. And I think it's because the panels are all so milk toast. Like the, they approach it the same way they approach media. Whereas, like, you know, someone like Kevin BX is seen as exceptionally entertaining because he's willing to hope poke fun at things he's willing to like flat out call Zidane O'Chara a liar like people love that and he doesn't even go that far and it's like there's there's got to be possibilities here they just don't the only conclusion I have is they're not really interested in pursuing it they don't see it as something that's worth doing so oh go ahead Avery and then I'll say something I was gonna say you know Sammy right they do even just the presentation how it looks it's very boring stagnant been the same done the same way for the past 25 years and mentioned personalities like i would love if someone on the panel threatened to punch someone in the face for a joke like we saw 
Char uh, Charles said to be fun if I could punch Shaq in the face and only get a five minute penalty for doing that. On yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Someone, I remember Shaq got like Shaq, Shaq got pushed into like a Christmas tree or something once. Yeah, that is like, like like it's hilarious. It's hilarious. they have they have full on they like oh my god he had that that um that 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 running segment like Shaq in a fool. Shaq in yes. a fool. Like that's funny. Like that's funny, man. Yeah, how's no one like, come no, up we, with that for like the NHL? Disrespectful. Don't want to push off the boys. But, <laughs> but the counterpoint I want to bring up is this because. Uh, TNT has their own NHL panel with Liam McHugh and Paul mm -hmm. Bissonette and Henrik Lundqvist. And sometimes you've seen Wayne Gretzky, Keith Yandel's on there, Anson Carter. Mm -hmm. And I know that's in the States, so we in Canada don't get to see it that much. But from the little yeah. bit that we've seen, is that close enough? Is that good enough? Are they like, let's be honest about this, because like, obviously, we want these panels to be good. Like, where do those guys rank in, in terms of trying to get to that point? I already see the shaking of heads. I think it's I think it's better. I mean, like at least you like at least you see stuff that's interesting to an extent. Like, like you have I to like swear you your have, answer like, if you want to. Like I like I like when you I like when you see like like Lundqvist for uh, for example, like you know, get into the goalpost and they kind of like break down plays and such. Or there is this one there is one that one game where where Sarah Nurse Sarah Nurse was on and literally like had like had her stick and was like kind of yeah. going through plays yeah. and like different path by pathways and stuff and like showing like. The goalie perspective versus like the shooter perspective. So like that's that's better as far as the as far as like an interest part. If you're trying to like engage a person who maybe like doesn't know all the ins and outs of hockey, like just knowing what players are thinking, I think that's cool. Because when they ask players after they had a big game, like oh oh how did you like what did you see on this play? They're like oh I don't know I just you know I kind of blacked out you know just you know I saw a hole you know I put the puck in that's it like you know I mean so, you're so, right so, but having yeah, so I I don't know <laughs> I don't know like but, it's it's a little bit better but like, eh. Sam, go ahead. The bar is on the floor, right? Like I yes yeah yeah I it's better, but it's like they don't have the camaraderie and like clear relationship that the NBA on TNT hosts have. Um, like no disrespect to anyone on that panel, but like other than Gretzky and Lundquist, no one there, like, we're talking about Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal, like, you're talking about some of the best players in NBA history. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. That's and, true. Like, you don't, there just isn't a combination of caliber of player and personality in the NHL that the NBA and TNT panel has, like, they have a relationship, they have, like, like, can you imagine any one of those guys doing what Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal did, like calling each other overrated. Like it doesn't happen. <laughs> they don't have that dynamic. And like, what, what is Paul Bissonnette going to say to Henrik Lundqvist? <laughs> Henrik Lundqvist has more career points than Paul Bissonnette. Yeah. Yes! Like, it's just not, the dynamics aren't the same. The personalities aren't the same. The skill isn't the same. Like there's just no mm. comparison. It's, it's not for me because here's the thing. Omar brought up a really good point in the fact that, like, you know, it's good to see shows if they're able to kind of, you know, explain a concept really well. And, you know, if you're watching the show in real time, you know, it, it you learn something. It's great and it's informative. Tell you what, when I go back on Inside the NBA and I watch those clips, I'm watching the clips of Shaq running into a Christmas tree. I'm running, I'm watching the clips of, of Inside the NBA where they're making Jesse Smollett jokes, you know, like yep. it's, it's when they step over the line. And like, what could those hockey guys really do 
in order to be really funny. Like a lot of those guys get so siloed in, they're not going to make some some comment like that. I don't think they're going to do that. I like I think that was. No. Go ahead. Did you ever listen to the Kess and Juice podcast when they did it? Never heard of it. Wow. It was actually hilarious because Kessler and Bexa are actually buddies. They go back a long way. They like make jokes. They have war stories together. Like you need to have that kind of relationship and ability to give each other shit that none of the NHL panels have. Cause it's all just like random NHLers. Some like most of whom never played together and don't have any kind of relationship. No, that yeah. being said, I'll, like I'll, give the, I'll give the TNT show this, like, this is a show that like just started. And like, I think for a lot of those dynamics, mm-hmm. it does take a little bit of time. Like even Shaq, when he joined that cast with the, it, it, it took him a while, I think for him to really be firmly a part of that. I don't think people unanimously liked him when he joined it, it takes a bit of time in order to get that feel. I mean, zone time. It took us a couple episodes mm. for us to find our footing, but like, here we yeah. are now. Like, but you know, you have, get I just don't think you can have a panel where you have Hall of Famers and like healthy scratches. Like the dynamic of ribbing, no. just it you, it doesn't work. But what if the healthy scratch or the guy who's kind of mid is still like really good? Like Mike Johnson is not a Hall of Famer by any stretch of the imagination, but in terms of people who can talk about the game, he is among the best to do it as yeah. far as i'm concerned yeah. he also he also he allows emotion to come out like i Absolutely. that's what i love I, ray ferraro man sucks that he it sucks he's not in canada anymore but like the broadcasters that that generally allow themselves to like be human like mike mike johnson was like oh my god like like during games like you just like he's like openly he's the best at it. as a fan it's a it's so cool it's, it's so, so cool. good yeah but to Sam's point, the the point you made is that the best the best NHL players for the most for the most part are horrible on TV because they're so they don't want to show emotion. Look at the no, NBA, yeah. great point, the NBA guys, the best NBA players of all time. Almost every one of them have a personality. I mean, the, the yeah. NBA panel that panel's been on the air for thirty years. I remember, I remember the years when he had on the panel Reggie Miller, when Magic was on the panel before before Shaka plays Magic Johnson. Magic Magic is funny. Like all these guys in NBA history. Have a personality. Doesn't matter if it's a Kenny, a Shaq, a Magic. They all have a personality. Best NHL players, for the most part, don't want to be different. They don't want to be gregarious. They don't. And the ones, and unfortunately, 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 if you want to view it, depending on the way you want to view it, the ones who are going to show the most personality are the ones who are like the fringe guys, the guys who who are the glue guys in the locker room. Colby Armstrong is not a Hall of Famer by any stretch of the imagination, but he has some of that personality that sort of works for for panels, depending on how you like him or not. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other names that kind of work, but like, yeah, like it's it's. It's true. Wait, the, even the, Wade Gretzky, yeah. like, it's going to take yeah. a second Haynes, for him to be really good. It pains my soul to say this. And I, like, literally debated oh, not saying it out loud. Oh, but, like, oh, God. Yeah, get the, like, get the clip ready. Put Brad Marchand on my TV when he retires. Oh. Oh. So much. Oh. oh, oh my God. But Sam. I don't want to say it, but, like, you know that's going to be good TV. <laughs> yeah, it, is. it really is. He's the, he, I mean, he's so the league's big... anti-hero. Yeah, and honestly, like, I wonder if, I wonder if now, like, we're we're talking about the like the the issue in that, like, in the NBA, the stars are the stars are on the panel, but the mm-hmm. NBA is a league where they allow they allow personality to to come up, whereas in the NHL they don't. But I wonder what we're seeing now in this this new crop of NHL stars that are 
showing more of their personality, you know, albeit more subtly, but still is coming up. Whereas, you know, Jack Hughes, for example, has had some crazy, like highly entertaining quote quotes this year. Okay, so I okay, wonder hold if on. I'm I... sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And y'all could tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Just because you push back on the media doesn't make you that entertaining. I'm sorry. Okay. Congratulations. Okay. You you're, don't you're, like you're you right. don't like hearing you're, stupid questions from the media. You're and I right. understand that you're those right. questions are stupid. And you want to yeah. push back and be like, hey man, like, come on. That doesn't make you this like super entertaining dude. I ain't got nothing you're against right. Jack Hughes. Hell of a talented yeah. player. Entertain you know what? I'm I'm totally cool with him, like you know, showing off his personality. But the bar is mm. so on the floor in this league that but if that's you push my point. back on that's a media my point. member, it's like, oh man, Jack Hughes is awesome. Like, let's calm the hell down. Yeah. Like, but to, but to that point, though, like calm but, down. But to that point, though, like, yeah. can we not get to a point? Maybe that's the positive feedback that we need, right? The the positive feedback loop. That's a high school biology for for those for those who uh. Got a random flashback, right? But if if we allow the these small things to take place because the bar is so low, perhaps as time goes on, then we right. start and we you see one star clap back, then maybe you see other stars start to start to clap back, and then those initial stars who who clap back initially start to clap back louder and bigger, and then you can get to, to a sense where players are actually speaking their mind and showing more of themselves, and then down the line they retire and then become the panel and then the year is 2065 and we actually have entertaining tv 2065 wow 2065 are we going to be able to watch tv in 2065 is that gonna be a thing yeah who knows i think the other issue is though can't think of a polite way to say this oh just say it (laughs) you might as well just say i would have some like i mean when you've seen players who are who are big personalities and for the most part good on a panel for whatever reason nhl alumni can't seem to manage the line between being entertaining and saying something that significant portions of the population will find offensive like i'm that's thinking actually very Ronick. true mm-hmm. that's yeah. very true yeah that's very true that seems to be just not a concern on nba on tnt they have Yep. able to be well, funny without being offensive but that took them some time too if you go back yeah. on some of the older material for the inside the nba tell you what like if more and more people started surfacing some of those older kind of more sexist jokes they were getting off with there's one in particular that sticks in my head i don't know how we'd feel about that but you're absolutely right they found a way to dial it mm-hmm. back yeah. and and mm-hmm. still find a way to be funny whereas in the nhl the people we would think would be very entertaining uh, they'd be like, oh, well, why can't I speak my opinion? I'm entitled to to, to my I opinion. They want to dial it back. They like, no, <laughs> you know, they don't, they don't want to do that. Some people just, just like, want this is locker room humor. So, some yeah, people just, just want to go on a podcast and, and, and say stupid things and, and be free of any consequences. Yeah, that's what makes me yeah. mad about hockey, these hockey podcasts where you know you can make jokes. But why do you have to be? Why do you have to be crass and very like over the line? Like, why do you have to be sexist, racist to be funny? You don't have to be. That's a, there's too much issues with certain hockey podcasts which they will not name, which cross that line far too often. And then you have people like Andrew Shaw who will just say dumb crap for brains and actually be more than offensive. Like also, and I get that's people, an issue that goes for every sports. But come on, yeah, to the people who are like, oh, Jonathan. T- Hayes didn't know anything. Come on. 
to the people who are like, oh, it's such a big deal. Why didn't Kyle Beach just say, say something about it? Power like, dynamic. Now you Burn see. It. Yeah. Like, it's a bit of a weird issue with, with that, with the NHL and hockey players. But hey, uh, to kind of bring it back to the original point of conversation, Matthew Kachuk, uh, his appearance on Inside the NBA on TNT, perhaps that is a step in the right direction. And maybe we see Jason Robertson yeah. in a similar position. Maybe someone else Rupe down the line. Hints, man. I don't understand why he's not getting to or, well, like, like Rupe Hints, I'm pretty sure is leading the league in scoring right now in the playoffs. What's his personality like? I, I've never heard him talk. I've never heard his voice. <laughs> I've like I've never heard I've never get back. I've never heard the man speak about life. <laughs> Honestly. So it's like and that's, that's a problem. That's like, come on. That's a major like, issue. You know what that's I mean? A, that's, that's, a big, that's a big issue. <laughs> yeah. That's actually kind so, of bad. So it's like, should the NHL be finding ways to put more of its, like, its stars, like, in these roles? Like, a- absolutely. I think Hintz. I think Robertson. Heck, Joel is Joel Pavelski, like, the oldest player left in the playoffs who hasn't won a cup yet? As of this recording, because we don't know uh, if uh, Dallas will have reached yeah. a game seven yet. Yeah. So, like, so the, the, the old, that that's an interesting thing. It's also, you don't want to hear from Jamie uh, Ben. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I. You know what? You know, yes. Let's get into it. I have. I have Ooh, never okay. heard. I have never heard such bullshit in my entire life. <laughs> Then I that then that that explanation. Oh, I fell and I was using trying. To use, I should have picked my spot better for a lot. What? There was a pause, like in like you know you know like those old school like like cartoons where like yeah. there's that that moment where the character stops and has an internal monologue. He had an internal monologue. He stopped and was like, you know what? I'm gonna try. I'm gonna cross check this man and then did it. Landing spot. Like, like oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god. And then and then all the defending. All all, the, all like like oh Jamie Ben's the cleanest player I've, I've ever played with. He's the leader. I'm like okay. I still learned But he that. still stopped and cross-checked someone while they were down when he didn't need to. What are, what are we doing? Like we we all see it. We all have <sighs> social media. We're all on Twitter. Like the, the video's there. Oh my and, goodness. And and Omar this man didn't face the media, got into his car and said bye. He forced gumped. He forced gumped. Down stars won games t- without Jimmy Ben. Man. Like, and a, here's the thing. Yeah, be a be accountable. Be a leader. The thing. If 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 they if they got eliminated in those two games, I would have loved to hear what the rhetoric would have been. But obviously, no, they know they 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 survived without him, but Man, 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 and also player safety. They need to. I mean, we talk about player safety all the time, but geez, Sam, do you is want last Paris, word on JB Ben? Contract? Nope. All right, we're good on that. Paros having a contract. I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know if like if there's like a particular length of time you're like the head of player safety, or if you just one day decide like you know what I'm gone, because if he does have like years. I'd want to know what that number is just so I can do like a countdown meter because man. Would you let Omar be in charge of player safety? Yo, that I actually I think would do. I would do that. I, I so you would do that? Yeah. 100%. I do the videos too. 
Yeah. Look at this idiot here. <laughs> no, the man, the man's looking. Come on. Numbers, numbers there. One, two, three. Strides. Nah, nah. What? Three games. Gone. I, I do it. Yeah. Full on, full on voice and everything. It'd be awesome. Oh, no way. Okay. All right. We're going to, oh I'll, I'll, let's, let's, let's pull all our contacts together and see two of them. That's the closest I get to working for the Leafs. Closest I get. Close to work. Wait, do you say the DOPS works for the Leafs? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that's the closest I would get because like we always talk about this. I don't know, hey, man. wouldn't it be funny if Omar worked for the, no, it wouldn't be funny. I, I, I can't. I, I physically cannot. I still think you as AGM with... would be really good. No. No. Speaking of GM, let's get through. <laughs> um, I have a weird segment idea. I don't have a fancy name for it. But uh, we've come across some uh, some potential situations, some of them hypothetical, some of them not. I'm just going to list them off and. We're just going to try to see if we can actually see these things happening. If we're just like, you know what? Nah, this is this is not going to happen. Let's let's start with with Kyle Dubas and the fact that the Pittsburgh Penguins are basically waiting on him to be their GM right now. Do you guys see Kyle Dubas as Pittsburgh Penguins GM as Omar fumbles with something in the background? I'm not sure what that was. Marker. Oh, okay. All right. I, I know what you're preparing for. Uh, Avery, I'll yeah. start with you. Kyle Dubas, Penguins GM. Are, are we capping? No capping. Like, oh, on this show, oh. on oh. Zone Time, I told the idea of Kyle Dubas as the Pittsburgh Penguins GM, and I was shouted down because we thought it was going to be Toronto or bust. I called it from jump. Money talks, opportunity knocks. People's opinions can change at a moment when the right job opens up. So yes. I wholeheartedly think Kyle Dubas to the Penguins as GM is very much in play for next season. Man, I just, it was like a whisper. And I thought that was like some kind of weird bit of talking going on. And now like the Penguins are actively waiting for him to make a decision. But I'll say this about Mm -hmm. Kyle Dubas. I really want to get a job with the Ottawa Senators, man. I really want that to get done. I want the ownership situation to get resolved. However, it gets resolved. And then they call up Kyle and they say, hey, man, do you want to be president of hockey operations? Uh, Pierre Dorian's okay, I guess. But let's get Kyle Dubas in. Let Kyle Dubas be in a position where he can run his boyhood team. He's not a Leafs fan growing up. He liked the Ottawa Senators. Let him be in. Let him cook with the Ottawa Senators. Let him do that. He gets to stay in Ontario. All right, fine. A couple hours uh, uh, east of, of Toronto. But he gets to – he would get to be in charge of a team, again, with new ownership – and that's on the cusp of being a perennial playoff team. Why wouldn't you take that opportunity? I get it. Sidney Crosby, Gino Malkin, Chris Letang, but they're at the end of their careers, man. You might get like one ring out of that. You have an opportunity. All you have to do if you're Kyle Dubas as far as I could, okay, you know what? Maybe it's not that far off. But like, I think if you're the Ottawa Senators and you're just in Kyle Dubas, give him a phone call once you get your ownership stuff done. Omar, are you okay, buddy? Julian, I didn't even think about that. You, you because... what do you mean you didn't th- you didn't think about the idea I, that Kyle I... Dubas could go to Ottawa? No. And oh, F- and see that that whole reaction, um, because for for those for those who are new to his own time, Julian does this thing where he tries to piss me off. Um, 
<laughs> and I thought, okay, this is just another Julian pissing me off thing. And then I thought about it. And you literally like if you, if for those who are only listening, like this this would be this could be a good a good opportunity to watch it. You see in me the the slow realization of wow, that's actually possible. Because yeah, I've only heard Dubis going to going to Pittsburgh and and Nola talked about being there. He met with Sidney Crosby apparently at the practice facility, so it'll seem like a done deal. But yeah, yeah, Ottawa would would make a lot of sense. You know, they already have a GM. For the record, maybe, I mean, but, Pittsburgh, yeah. Pittsburgh could very well get him, and that's what's been out there. It could happen. Yeah. I'm just putting out there, like, I would like to see that reality happen. I'm not saying with any intel. It would it be pretty It would fun. make a lot more sense, right? Because if, like, assuming he's, Dubis is taking the deal, he's going into a situation where, like, there's no, there's no process, there's no waiting. Like, you need to find a way to maximize that team for that one year. And I don't, and... He hasn't been in that position at all in the NHL. Like, sure, that this like this passing year with the lease was his first like go for it year where he was like, okay, picks gone, you know. But even even like some of the top prospects. How was this were, year were his first go for it year? What happened to the that's, other? That's years? my. That's. Mm, mm, they were, those weren't necessarily go for it years. Those were just like, hey, let's you know, let's add a piece, let's add some veteran stuff for the playoffs or whatever. But this is like the first year where it's like, let's add in multiple pieces and like legitimately try to build the team to make it to the Stanley Cup final. Obviously, didn't work, but mm. Dubis hasn't necessarily been in that position where it's like you have an aging core and you have to do whatever it takes to add pieces around that aging core to get them to the promised land. And he hasn't been there before. So I think it'd be more, it'd be a definitely new territory from going, going, um, going into, into Pittsburgh this year, as opposed to going to Ottawa, who, if, if we're making the comparisons, they're kind they're kind of in that similar spot where the lease were when he took over as GM, where like you had the young, the, the young players, you had that core, you knew who the faces of the franchise were, and you kind of just needed to help, you know, give them that extra piece here or there to help them make the playoffs and go deep in the playoffs. So the Ottawa, I think, would be more of the familiar, whereas Pittsburgh would be definitely new because you have to get them there. And then if that doesn't work this year, then you have to tear it all down. Okay. I just want to read a tweet from uh, my good buddy, Ian Mendez. I don't know how you're going to take it, Omar. So please brace for this. Uh, I wrote last week that the Kimmel bid, they're one of the ownership groups uh, competing for the Ottawa Senators. Their bid seems very bullish on having a robust hockey operations department with analytics, etc. So my educated guess is that's the ownership group that could provide a perfect landing spot for Dubis slash Spezza in some fashion. Because uh, remember, remember Jason Spezza, everybody? Oh, no, don't put the sad face. <laughs> oh, Omar put it. I forgot. Oh, I forgot Spezza would probably go. <sighs> he would probably go. Yeah, he's out there. He resigned. Okay, let's 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 move away from Kyle Dubas and not let. Oh, sorry. The the next topic on the list is also least related. Uh, do, is this also possible? Uh, Brendan Shanahan trading William Nylander before hiring a GM. Is that something that would happen? Sam, did I get to you on Dubas? Actually, I'm sorry, I forgot about that. Sorry about that. I, I, just, I, I just didn't want over to be so sad. I don't have anything to add. Okay, what about Shanahan trading William William Delander before hiring a GM? Avery, let's 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 try to get out of this one real quick because Omar's just sad at this point. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. 
Omar's gonna end the Zoom call in like five seconds. If you keep going on this, <laughs> yeah, he might be back. He asked for a new host last week, and now this. I'm not. I wasn't trying to pick on him. Sorry, I'm not trying to pick on you, man. I'm sorry. Oh it's, man, the uh, did it to themselves. Uh, in terms of what you asked, Julian, in terms of William Nylander, you know why I think Brad Shanahan or whoever else in charge should not be trading William Nylander. He is one part of the core four piece that you should absolutely. Cheap in Toronto. I know I keep saying the all oh, trade Nylander. Nylander's done. He's what you produced. He was one of your producing mm-hmm. guys in the postseason. Like, how are you gonna get rid of that guy? You should know. he should not, he should be untouchable. As far as guys next season, William Nylander should be like Teflon Don. Counterpoint, what if he gets you your best return? Depends what it is. Depends what you're back what it is. Be pretty expensive to deal away Austin Matthews. I mean our team's going to be able to afford that extension. Are your team's going to be willing to trade for a guy who might not even commit to that to that team? That's a good question. Do you, are you will, are you able know. to fit in Mitch Marner's salary under your salary cap? How many teams can do that? That could actually contend. John Tavares has an but, NMC. I don't know. I, I generally like the talk. The talks were that Shanahan wants to bring the core forward back again, again. Um, so I think. I think as it stands now, and you know, you said like you know, like if the GM comes in, then obviously they, they can make they can make the decision. That ain't happening again. Like if we learned anything from the last month, is that like the GM can only do so much. But at the end of the day, they'll those final decisions are going through Shanahan and going through the ownership group. And if Shanahan is saying that he wants to keep the core four, the core four ain't going anywhere. So. But if the core, but if the core four needed needed to be broken up, then Neil Lander is definitely the lowest person on the list. How uh, that should be moved for all the reasons that Avery mentioned. I mean, the the main issue has been scoring when it counts, and Neil Lander is the only one who consistently scores when it counts. So, yeah. I don't know if if I'm a prospective GM, if I want William Neilander getting offloaded before I even get a chance to take over the job. Just saying. He's gonna do that. Why doesn't he just make himself the GM? Yeah, he might as well just do that. Right. See, and here's the and and I don't know if I've heard anyone ask that question. So let let let's can, can we can we get into that just just for a little, little bit, right? Sure. Because from that from the second that press conference dropped with Brennan Shanahan, in my mind, he became the GM. So what so 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 let, let, let's just let's just stop with this whole like oh who's gonna get who's gonna get um hired who's gonna do it doesn't matter who gets hired They're, literally Dwayne Johnson it does not matter who is the GM because at the end of the day whatever decision they make has to go to go to Brendan first if if the new GM says oh my gosh I have this this great package for William Nylander and then Shannon looks at this and says no you're not moving Nylander just do someone else gone I'm not even gonna bring it to ownership done right like. So th- this whole like, and I don't know, maybe it's the apathy that is setting in, but I-, I just feel like we already know, like to Sam's point, we already know who the GM is. We're just getting the person who's going to stand in front of the microphone four times a year and talk about the decisions that were or were not made. So that's why, like, I think I've kind of expected now that Brad Trillian is going to be the next GM just because it doesn't matter. It, like it generally does not matter who is, who gets the role. It's, it's Shanahan's team, it's Shanahan's decisions whether it works or whether it doesn't shout out Brad for living one time. Uh, Hey, maybe by the time this podcast comes out, uh, Brad for living will take to the podium as a GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs, probably not with a do rag on his head top, 
Um, how about we get to another one here that's on this list? We'll go away from the Leafs. Uh, we'll go to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, would the Oilers flip Darnell Nurse for Eric Carlson? That's such a uh, weird trade idea. Is that even possible? I, I think don't... it. It's a salary thing that could maybe work. They're pretty close in sal- They're close enough. They're close enough. How much does Darnell Nurse make? He makes more than Kale McCarr. That's for sure. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. 9.25. 9.25. Damn. Did Peter Shirelli sign that? Holy. Um, I forget who signed that deal. Uh, someone should really oh, look that oh, up. Who signed that Ken. deal? Yep. Looking at cap friendly right now. Yep. That's uh, that's Kendrick Holland for you. That is a Kendrick Holland special. But he's got a but he's got a no move. So you ask the player to waive the no move. And I mean, see what you get. Maybe possible. Maybe look, the Oilers were interested in Eric Carlson. He's obviously a good defensive who's gonna cost some money. Maybe you offload contract for contract. Yeah, like extra pieces in there. You get you make another move to alleviate some salary. But is like, but is Dart? But when you talk about the overall package, is is Darnell Nurse that much of an upgrade? Or sorry, is Eric Carlson that much of an upgrade on on Darnell Nurse? Guy who just had and a one hundred point season this year. You think he's going to do that again next year? Probably and not. The after, but the I think after. Eric Carlson's a better offensive defenseman than Darnell Nurse is. I but like do you. It's like, do you have Nurse on the team because of his offense, or do you have him because of the full package? Like, Avery, well, how's that full package been working out with with Darnell Nurse? You probably know better than anybody else. Well, first of all, there's no way Darnell's going to San Jose. He shouldn't. He shouldn't add down in 0.5 seconds. He's yes. comfy. He's comfy at Edmonton. He's putting down roots here. He likes being an Edmonton Oiler. And why would you? Why would you want to trade to a team that's struggling bomb in the division right now? Like, why would you want to accept a deal? to San Jose and leave a contender like Emerson right now. I I mean, yes, California, but the better team right now for the next few years is Edmonton over San Jose. He's, he wants to stay in this market, so I don't see it happening. If there, there, there could be maybe a future where Darnell Nurse and Eric Carlson are both Oilers, but one for the other, not happening. Mm, it isn't happening. Like, it isn't happening. Think about how bad San Jose would be without Eric Carlson. Bad enough to get the first overall pick next year. That would be unwatchable. Is it first overall pick next year? It's barely watchable this year. Yeah, they were barely Sorry, watchable. Here's a question, Sam. Yes. Would the Canucks trade Hughes? And if so, would that make sense? Sorry, trade who? Trade Hughes, Hughes for who? For Nurse. Like let's 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 but change. Why? Why? Hold on, hold. Because I think what Avery, what Avery just mentioned. Sorry, I have to rage quit this sense. podcast. No, <laughs> hold, hold on. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm what? sorry. That's. <laughs> hear me I love you, Omar. I'm never back home. That Let is Omar the worst cook. thing I've ever heard in my life. I need to no, hear I this idea. Oh, I know. I need to hear this. Jump out my office window. No! Don't do that. No! 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 Okay, what Omar, I'm saying is because explain your process because Avery Avery mentioned a good because we have to factor the no move here, right? So between San Jose and Vancouver, 
which two teams is Nurse more likely to wave a no move for? So why like, did the Canucks do that? The, can- <laughs> the Canucks are the Canucks. The we we've all seen it. How is this a worse stuff? idea than Nurse for Carlson? Because Quinn Hughes is 24, not there's no way you do it that. No, I I I wouldn't. But we've seen the Canucks do some things. Okay, that but Patrick Alvin can't be that dumb. Even, I... even the Canucks aren't that stupid. I, I, like, if if that trade if Quinn that trade happens, Hughes, I'm gonna I'm gonna collapse laughing. Quinn Hughes. Mm-hmm. Who Rick Talkett was playing 30 minutes a night and probably single-handedly ruined their tanking chances. Mm. They are mm. like that is for Darnell Nurse plus who? I think the yeah, only thing that's helping me right now is there's that's no way the Canucks can pay 9.25 million dollars to anyone. How much does Quinn Hughes make right now? Not not nine. Not nine two fives. Doesn't he make Wait. seven? Imagine. Uh, Having a blue line with no, I can't. Like I can't even say it out loud. No, no. no. So say it. All say it. Say no. it. So it would be X Men Larson, Nurse, Tyler Myers, Philip Kronick, uh, Ethan Bear, assuming because uh, he's an RFA. I would take um, every Canucks jersey I ever it. bought, throw it into a pile, and light it on fire. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the worst trade this team has ever made and this is a team that traded away cam neely that is yes, true they did, they did trade true. away cam neely forgot about that after one season so so if quinn hughes for for Darnolders gets dangled uh i just have to say uh we came up with this idea first <laughs> Um, what about if Luke Shed wants to come back to the <laughs> Vancouver Canucks? It, just, it, would be, it would be funny. It would be funny, right? Like, and all the there's there are years where the Canucks should make some should make like selling trades, and they don't. They make buying trades. I don't know. It'd be fun. I don't know. It would just be. It would be think, funny. Sam, you know? are you live tweeting this as we speak? No, sorry. I was just checking cap friendly because I hadn't looked at it in a while, and I didn't realize yeah. that um the team with who is the furthest over. <laughs> They're the cap limit right now is the Vancouver Canucks. Oh my God! Wow! No way! I want to mend. Cam Neely played three three years in Vancouver, but still, lol. You trade him away, still lol. lol. <laughs> yeah. Man, if only someone could take off that JT Miller contract off your hands. Yo, man, man, man. <laughs> JT, like, you know, in hindsight, in hindsight, it, it like at least there's retribution there. I don't know how they that that trade didn't go down, man. Like, what <laughs> I think, what, what was it like? They wanted they wanted um like like actual players instead of futures. You had a team that was gonna take JT Miller. Who gives a damn? Oh. Yeah, they need they yeah, they need they need Dubas. It all goes back to Pittsburgh. Let's skip Luke Shen <laughs> and let's bring up another hypothetical that uh, I have to, I'm trying to do this on every platform I'm on. I don't know if you've seen this, but people in Calgary are discussing, Hey, what if the Columbus blue jackets would trade their third overall pick for Elias Lindholm, who's going to be a UFA next summer. 
Uh, that was a question that was put to me in a mailbag column I had. And then Aaron Portsline, uh, who covers the jackets for the athletic, entertained that. I got him to, you know, look at that question. And now there are people who will go on platforms and say, hey, the Flames should, should trade for the third overall pick for Elias Lindholm. I, I, I don't think that's a good idea, man. I don't think it's a good idea for Calgary unless they're tanking, unless they decide they're rebuilding. And if Columbus is going to do it, why are you doing that, man? Like, you're nowhere near competing. You are not Elias Lindholm away from competing. I'm sorry. Who's he? Don't tell me you're the third. Don't tell me you're legitimizing. Is the third overall pick? No, no. I, I, I just don't. I don't get where that. How that even makes sense. It doesn't make sense. It was just that it was just someone asked a question and we entertained it. And then it just snowballed into a rumor, quote unquote rumor. Yeah, that only makes sense if one, it's clear cut who the third overall pick is, which I don't think it is. I think it's Bedard and then Fantilli and then. Could be Will Smith, could be Leo Carlson. Right. So and then like, why would you trade for someone who's going to be a UFA soon? Like, unless it comes with an extension, but. But even still, then again, if you look at Calgary, like, does that mean Calgary are they like are they gonna gonna be bad for a year, maybe two? Like, I, mean, I guess luck, you still have Huberto and Cadre on those NMCs. Yeah, like you can't like nah, and Jacob Parkstrom. You know, I don't think that would make sense at all because if you're doing that, then that means that you're admitting that the problem was not just the coach. But I think we've all talked about like on many episodes of Zone Time that the issue was. Like there is the cast and then the person in charge of the cast doesn't really mesh together. But if you're getting rid of Lindholm, then that kind of takes away that opportunity for the cast to thrive under new leadership. So, but that that could still happen if Elias Lindholm, who is due for a contract next summer, still feels he wants out. I, I, he didn't seem all that committed to staying in Calgary when it came time for those exit interviews. Now that some changes have transpired, you can go back and see what those changes have been. Maybe he changes his mind. But if he doesn't, what are you going to do? Do you want to go through Johnny Gaudreau 2.0? Craig Conroy doesn't want to go through Johnny Gaudreau 2.0. Yeah, but what to say, wasn't he a big, like, I only want people who, like, want to be here type of thing? Mm-hmm. So maybe he does get moved. I don't know if it's for the third overall pick, but maybe he gets moved somewhere. Yeah, he has to get moved for... Hate to do it, but it might have to be Matthew Kachuk 2.0. You'd rather Matthew Kachuk 2.0 than Johnny Gaudreau 2.0, in that you're trading a player for assets. You just have to hope those assets uh, you trade away don't end up uh, four wins away from a Stanley Cup final, though. Oh, when is I feel like this? I feel like the third round has been so like just felt longer. Yeah, um, maybe. maybe... It's just like that point of the season where just like there's not as much hockey around, so it feels like it's dragging. But like, I don't know. Yeah, just like award the trophy already. Let's wrap up uh, our show with something we haven't done in a long time. Sorry, I wanted to just move on to that, and then I saw the group chat, and someone Avery took Seth's reaction. Quit for nurse. Just Can a I freeze hold frame on. of well, Sam I, I, just well, I, completely I, confused. I, I've never seen her confused. So I'm saving so this. Sam just, I'm so saving Sam this. Tweeted, 
I'm literally, so, I'm tweeting it. I'm tweeting a screenshot please, of it. Please, please. So Sam, Sam tweets, I appreciate it is May 29th, but it is still pretty funny that the only team over the 23-24 cap hit at present is uh, the Vancouver Canucks. And then follows it up by saying, I have to look up cap friendly today because Tic Tac Tomer tried to kill me Saying, what if the Canucks traded me for no way. No way. No way. Oh, no my way. God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's so funny. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. oh, man. Okay, guys. Composure. Uh, oh, man. Oh, man. You know what's also funny, too? Darnell Nurse oh. costs more than Quinn Hughes. <laughs> I don't know why. Ken, Ken, man, I feel. Thing, I feel. Look, Darnell Nurse, not mad he's making money, but that has to be said. That has to be said. Oh boy, God, that was okay. Funny. Are we ready to do this quiz? Okay. Yeah. Let's let's do this quick quiz and let's get out of here. Um, the theme for today. I don't know how often we've done themes for these quizzes. Everyone has a pen and paper. Uh, for those who listen or watch the podcast. Every now and again, uh, just to kind of shake things up, uh, we'll do a little bit of a quiz and we'll try to test uh, everyone's knowledge uh, on this here panel. Uh, the theme for this time around is uh, changing teams. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be player. Uh, the questions are more or less on that theme. So, yeah, just uh, when you feel you have the answer, just write down the answer on your, uh, your little pad or whatever paper you're using. And uh, if you get the most amount of points at the end of it, uh, you just win bragging rights for this time around. I'm sure one time we'll do it. We'll give out an actual prize, but uh, that day mm. has not come yet. Uh, let's get to the, the first season, question. We, we have to we have to like keep track of these. Yes. Yeah, we actually have to yeah. do that. And and whoever gets like the most like wins I, out of this, I feel like Sam has the most wins. I don't think so. I don't know. I, I won one once, so we're tight yeah. tied for wins. Yeah. Yeah. Either yeah. Sam, Sam or Avery. But I don't think we lost. first question for you guys uh it's a true or false question true or false when kyle dubas was promoted to general manager of the toronto maple leafs he became the youngest gm in team history true or false all you have to do is just write true if you think that statement is true you could write false if you feel that statement is false when Kyle Dubas was promoted to GM by the Toronto Maple Leafs, he became the youngest GM in team history. Does everyone have their answers done? All right. On the count of three, one, two, three. Show me your answers. Okay. I see a false. I see a false. Omar, you think it's true. Uh, the answer is false. Who was younger? Gord Stelic. How old was he? 30. He was the youngest GM in NHL history when he was hired by the Leafs in 1988. Sam and Avery get the question right. Omar, who's a fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs, gets that wrong. I was about to say, I feel like I should automatically lose the entire How the hell? (laughs) How did I get that wrong? Yo, I wrote that way too quick and I was like, oh my god, is it false? And then like, like my view went to Grayscale. Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. Next question. Uh, 
Florida's Matthew Kachuk was part of a massive trade last offseason that sent him from Calgary to the Florida Panthers. How many times was his father, Keith, traded during his career? Uh, was it A, two times, B, three times, C, once, D, he was never traded? It's a multiple-choice question. How many times? Uh, so how many times was Matthew Kachuk's father, Keith, traded during his career? Was it A, twice, B, three times, C, once, D, zero times? He was never traded. It's either twice, three times, once, or he was never traded. Keith Kachuk played for a handful of teams in his career, but how many times? Was Matthew Kachuk's daddy-o traded during his NHL career? Do we have answers written down? It's looking like we do. Three, two, one. Show me your answers. Okay. Avery says once. Sam says once. Uh, Omar, you're saying he was traded twice? You are correct, Omar. He was traded twice. He was traded. He was traded. Redemption. He was traded from uh, the Phoenix Coyotes to St. Louis, and then a couple years later, he was traded from St. Louis to Atlanta. Uh, this one, less of a trade, but uh, obviously changing teams. Uh, Sam, you'll like this one. Mark Messier joined the Canucks as a free agent in 1997. <laughs> Let me screenshot became, again. <laughs> and became team captain after this player relinquished the captaincy. Is it A, Trevor Linden, B, Pavel Bure, C, Jan Bullis, D, Anson Carter? Mark Messier joined the Canucks as a free agent and became captain after this player relinquished his captaincy. Is it Trevor Linden, Pavel Bure, Jan Bullis, or Anson Carter? One of those four players was captain of the Canucks, and they gave up the C in favor of Mark Messier. I feel like Sam should know this one because, uh, you know, she actually pays attention to the team that she covers. Uh, Omar. Avery, do you have answers? Oh, instantly. Okay. Omar? Yes. Are you still okay? No, Sam? I'm good. Okay. Let's let's do this. Uh three, two, one. Show me your answers. All right. Uh here we go. All three of you guys got it right. Trevor Linden was captain of the Vancouver Canucks. Sweet. And uh then gave up the C. So I realize now everyone is on level footing. Uh, with the points and that's going to make this next one all the more difficult because uh kind of messed around with this last one in terms of changing teams i did not limit it to nhl players and nhl management here's the final question for you guys uh tic-tac-tomar is known to many people as a popular follow on twitter for leafs gifts and the athletic columns but he once wrote about another nhl team for another website name the team Oh. <laughs> uh I'm not gonna I'm not getting like obviously that's not a fair thing. There's no like points to be won from this. I just wanted to throw everyone for a loop and see what happens here. Omar, you can tell everyone what the answer is at the end, but I want Avery and Sam to guess yeah. what this is. <laughs> Tic Tac Tomar wrote about another team before he decided to throw himself into the Leafs gift him that he's jumped into and the athletic as well. 
I can't tell if Sam has it. Avery, I think, might have it. Avery Swiley, like he has it. You definitely <laughs> have it. I love how Obar, Robert, Obar, did you write down your answer? No, oh, I did at first. Then I was like, wait, why am I writing this down? <laughs> why am I writing it down? All right, Sam. Gotta come up with a guess. Gotta come up with the guess. Oh man. Sam looked really confused at that. Sam's reaction. I have no are... idea. <laughs> we have to know more about our coworkers. Why not? All right. Show our answers, people. One, two, three. Uh what team uh did okay, so Avery wrote the Canadians. Yeah. Sam wrote the Red Wings, and Omar has the answer. Once upon yeah, a time, Tic Tac Towar wrote about the yep. Montreal Canadiens. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so how I discovered the... who Omar was. Yeah, yeah. I was back in the fan sided days uh, after writing for Tip of the Tower, which was like a Toronto sports region uh, site. I got reached out and said, like, "Hey, we're trying to bring back this hat, this uh, this site. Would you, would you, you know, uh, want to kind of be the lead in bringing it back?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure. What it is?" And it's like, "Oh, it's a hap site." And I was like, "Huh, okay." And I thought it'd be an interesting opportunity because for the most part, like as fans, and you've seen my my constant rants as a Leafs fan, we sometimes tend to kind of like hyper-focus on details and not be as mm-hmm. objective. Um, so I thought it'd be an opportunity to be objective. And yeah, I did that for all, over two years. Uh, it was so yeah, good. It was pretty cool. You were good at it. And then it was funny when people realized that like I was a Leafs fan, it was, uh, it was very interesting. Uh, <laughs> very very interesting um and actually some of the some of the the greatest compliments I ever got on winning have it was people saying like you're a Leafs fan and you know more about the team uh, more about the team than um the actual team does and I was like thank you I think <laughs> so yeah that was a uh, so that was that was a uh, that was a cool opportunity back yeah, back in that... my origin yeah and look at you now you've become a star Now say stop being modest, oh, right? Bars. Stop, stop being oh. modest. You're a star. It's okay oh. to admit what it. I, what I what I will say is that like things like tip of the tower and a winning <laughs> habit and like pension plan public and stuff gave me the opportunity to do things like this and you know be on zone time and stuff and so so that's been cool and that's been great and hopefully there could be a time where I can be on these things and write for these sites and be happy about my team and not distraught or apathetic. Yeah, that apathy that that disappeared. That I, I am I am I am back. I am back to my full what the hell are the Leafs doing fury. We will see what the summer holds, Brendan. It's okay. It's okay. I'm glad I'm glad you're back. Uh and I'm glad that you're here and I'm glad Sam's here and I'm glad Avery's here. And the next time we do this quiz, we will find a way to have an actual winner. But uh I figured it'd be okay if we all shared the spoils this time around. You know? It's okay. <laughs> I think. Tweet totally. Oh wait, that's true. You did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. You did lose. <laughs> you did lose. My bad. You did lose. Well, technically, well, oh I mean, it's not God. fair because like Omar can't. Like it's easy for Omar to get the last one. I'm not I got the first the last one, one wrong. One. Yeah, but you. But like, I, I, I feel like based but off you got, of that, but you got the second one right, and no one else got that that one right. So we're all equal on points. Eh. Just, I thought yeah. the last one. It doesn't matter. What? No, 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 no. I won this. No. I won two straight, Julian. <laughs> I was like, oh, doesn't matter. Avery's like, no, the no. I'm going to the Dallas Stars 1999 Cup. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That Sam oh, might as well just like 
So I might as well just like lean into the bike and be like, no girl and walk away. That was a wild, that was a wild. Did they ever do like a documentary on that? On I'd watch it. Being, I'd, I'd watch, watch it. it. I'd watch it. But I'm like, shocker. When, the, when they pressed the button to drop the confetti, who was the first person who looked at it and said, I don't think that should have counted. <laughs> and that's what that's what I want. Who was that one person who like had that first realization and they looked at like their superiors and the superior was just like And how did that person react when they were told, <laughs> Oh hey, didn't you know halfway through the year we changed the rule? That's so funny. That's so that's, that's, that's the NHL that's, to a T. That's so wild. They're like, <laughs> no one knew that this rule changed halfway through the year. It, at least in the present day, we would know about a rule changing like this. I don't know would what we, it was like. In the present day, we don't know what offside is. We don't know what goaltender interference is. We don't know what we is would, and isn't a penalty. Know. We would know through the board of directors meetings and all those things that CJ and Pierre and stuff do in like Florida and whatever, wearing the suits. They'd mention it at some point. Maybe we'd forget about it, but it would be mentioned. I mean, it's the same league that's, I mean, the same league that said, hey, you can't do this in front of a goaltender a day later. <laughs> yeah, that's true. How's Sean Avery doing anyway? <laughs> How is that? Like how? Like that's why. That's why it drives me nuts. And I'm sorry. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up because like Julian's been trying to wrap up for like five minutes now. But like, but like it just it's so it's so frustrating when like <laughs> there are things done and then broadcasters are like, "Whoa, that's something they're gonna have to, to revisit in the off season when they go over the rule book." No, no, just change it now. Literally, just literally, just go have a but quick. You can't just change things now. You can't just change like you, as you see it. Like you can change things kind of whenever process. you want. You can approve a contract, yep. and then like several years later, you can be like, "Hey, that was a violation of of the CBA rules," even though everyone else did it, but only one team has to pay a three million dollar recapture penalty. I so feel you like you're speaking want. personally. You're speaking right. about a very personal experience. Is that still in the books? I uh, no, this was the last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that was bull. <laughs> that was so unfair. <laughs> that was unfair. Yeah. You know, the only thing that would make it worse is if he was still playing and was playing on a Stanley Cup final team. Which, Man. well, right. I mean, he's not playing for them. He's in their organization. He's, for them. <laughs> he's there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. uh that's going to do it for uh, this uh, this week's edition of Zone Time. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Uh, we'll probably have some Stanley Cup final coverage to talk about because uh, hopefully it'll start by then. And uh, yeah, maybe it'll be Vegas, Florida. Maybe it'll be Dallas, Florida. Who knows? We know the Florida Panthers will be there. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, however you listen to podcasts, and uh, we'll be back next week. Peace.